So I'd like to begin that my my experience actually begins just before my full near-death experience. I have two children and my first child was born in 1997 and December 24th, Christmas Eve actually, and he was 10 weeks early. I had two really difficult pregnancies and this first one was a precursor of what was to happen later. So my, I, I ended up with toxemia, better known as preeclampsia. And uh, through that condition, I, I, it began to evolve into a life-threatening condition and the acronym called HELP, H-E-L-L-P. And what it stands for is that it's, it's, um, it's hemolysis, it's elevated liver enzymes and low platelets. It's a life-threatening condition for both the mother and the child. And the only uh, solution, the only way to heal this is actually to induce, even if the child is premature. So that's what happened to me. So I, during that experience, uh, during the birth and the labor of my son, my firstborn, I had a what I call a pop-out. So uh, in the middle of his birth, it was frantic and chaotic. Um, I was transferred by ambulance. It was a huge winter storm. And they went from trying to stop the labor into inducing this labor. And it's the only uh, neonatal intensive care unit in the entire state of New Mexico. And so when we were uh, transported, um, the labor was massively intense. Um, and he had dropped, he was so tiny that he dropped into the birth canal so soon, and he actually had to be resuscitated at the moment of his birth. Um, during the birth, just before he was born, I had this, what I call a pop-out, that I was full on in this other realm, completely consumed in white. I had a very clear awareness of what I now call uh, my lady in gold. But it was a presence of, I knew that I was not supposed to be there. And suddenly it was, your son needs you. And so I instantaneously came back right in the middle of the birth process. And I had just finished reading on what to expect when you're expecting, um, you know, what happens when the child is in the birth canal. And I knew that, oh my God, it was critical. So I remember a nurse at the time just letting me know that, you know, it's okay to, you know, stop. And another nurse saying, no, he has to be born now. With that was a ma massive push. Uh, of course, he was born, but it was like this instantaneous pop out other side and then instantaneously back in my body. I got to hold my son maybe for 30 seconds, if even that. And then he was whisked away into the neonatal intensive care unit. Now I bring this up because it really does set up a really important understanding for an experience that I recently had. After the birth of my son, it, it opened up something that from that instant pop out, um, like a series of things that were happening to me uh, before my near death experience. I was going through one of the most difficult things in my life and I was pregnant with my second child um, I had experienced like these dreams and nightmares and just this feeling like this ominous feeling like something was always about to happen. Um, again, a difficult time in my life. My son was now two and a half years old, um, but I had an experience with him while he was in the incubator. So 
three days after he was born. Um, I got, I didn't, wasn't able to see him at all during that time. I had a miraculous experience and a visitation in the hospital room while I was going through my own healing uh, just before I was able to see him. I had like an angelic experience with this, this very kind lady and that gave me communion and uh, told me that no te preocupes, don't you worry, don't, don't be worried about this, your son is going to be okay offered me communion and uh, all these things that, um, that were really profound at the time. Uh, a feeling of peace washed over me when that happened. Um, the lady walked out of the room and about five minutes later, um, it, this nurse walked into the room. She started taking vitals and I said, you know, I didn't get to ask the lady's name and she's looking at me and, you know, going about her business. And I said, you know, I really do want to thank her that she gave me peace and she's looking at me again and she looks at my chart and she's like, okay, you know, I'll be right back and didn't really answer the question. And so she said, you know, she walked out the, the, the hospital room and it was directly across from the nurse's station. You know, I've been here completing paperwork and no one has walked in or out of your room. And I thought that was absolutely miraculous. From that experience, uh, two days later, um, I was in the hospital room that, right next to his incubator. Now, he was born 10 weeks early. He only weighed three pounds, four ounces at the moment that he was born. And I couldn't hold him um, and because he was, you know, trying to recover. He had what's called a gavage, which is a feeding tube down his nose. Um, in the, and he also had jaundice. So he had a billy light and some other things that were um, happening with him. And I spontaneously just wanted him to feel my love. I wanted him to feel my presence and I couldn't hold him. So I remember warming up my hands and just rubbing them together really fast because they were cold. And I remember just feeling praying actually in the moment. I, I remember putting my hands into the little holes of the incubator and just hovering my hands over him so that he could feel my warmth. I closed my eyes so that he could just feel my love. And then spontaneously in my mind's eye, I could see his anatomy in my mind. I could see his lungs and, and this light that was golden, that was like going back and forth, almost what I know now that looks like one of those 3D printers. But this was in 1997, so those things did not even exist. But it was just this light going back and forth in his lungs. And it was this like three-dimensional image. And I can see all of this energy and anatomy and all of this healing happening with him. And I went with it. I prayed and I continued to do it because it gave me peace and it gave me comfort. Well, I didn't realize that that was out of that deep desire and love for the survival of him opened spontaneously like a, this massive burst of of energy work, energy healing, and and being able to transfer that from a mother to a child. So that was some experiences that I'd been happening at, through then I'd had some dreams and that ominous feeling. And I was told that I should not have uh, any more children. The moment that I got pregnant, they sent me to um, a specialist, um, a prenatal specialist, an OBGYN. I was under extreme care during the entire uh, pregnancy. And sure enough, 
the same complications began to happen. Um, my daughter was born uh, four weeks early, which technically really wasn't early. Um, she too, um, I went in for a stress test uh, on a Friday afternoon, just not feeling well. I had, um, again, the preeclampsia. I had then a massive toxemia. I ended up with carpal tunnel. My hands were completely asleep. Uh, I would have different skin conditions and just my body would shut down. So they instead planned and said, okay, well, you know, this is getting critical. They sent me home on bed rest for the weekend. And then they planned for her uh, delivery through, um, well, a planned delivery and an induction the following Monday. So I was able to go home, prepare, and the following Monday went into the hospital. Uh, they did do uh, an induction. So because that labor is so hard and fast, and technically she was more or less full term, you know, give or take, they give like a three week leeway. And um, they had given me an epidural. So they inserted a tube into my back where they gave the medication, the anesthesia just outside of the dural sac. And it's just to help numb and kind of dampen the intense pain from the birth. But because of these two massive pregnancies, it was decided that my body could not handle another. So I had agreed to a scheduled tubal ligation on the same day. So they kept the catheter in my back and approximately, uh, my daughter was born at 1242 in the afternoon and approximately three hours after her birth is when they were preparing me for the surgery, for the tubal ligation. Um, the anesthesiologist came into the room and they uh, further inserted the, the catheter into my back further. So instead of being an epidural outside of the dural sac, they gave me a spinal block, which is inserting the tube and the medication, the anesthesia is given directly into um, where the, all of the nerves are in the spine. So, of course, I had to sign waivers for, you know, any potential things that could happen. I was expected to be 100% awake, alert, aware, um, similar to women who would have cesareans. Just numb from the waist down is what it was supposed to be. Well, I suddenly started having a reaction that the anesthesiologist recognized. I began to feel very oozy and dizzy and started almost passing out. I remember looking over and my uh, now ex-husband, but then husband was there um, and my mom was holding my daughter. And I remember my um, my married name at the time was Martinez and the anesthesiologist asking me, you know, Miss Martinez, are you okay? The last thing that I recall. And I started to slip away. And the next awareness that I had was this franticness uh, being wheeled out of the birthing room uh, because the operation room is on an entirely different floor on a different area of the hospital. And they were wheeling me out of the room. Well, I didn't realize it, but that my lungs had stopped and my heart had stopped. So as they're trying to wheel me down the hallway, I had absolutely no awareness. The next thing I recall was um, watching somebody that looked like they were in front of me. And I thought, well, that's so odd. Don't they know that, you know, there, there's these two operations? And I realized it was me. I was out of my body 
and unattached to my body in front of me. And I saw the nurses and the anesthesiologist frantic trying to stabilize me. Um, they, I remember having to go into this, um, I, 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 another area where they were trying to use the um, intubate me at the time. And so intubation uh, where they had to breathe for me and had to rest resuscitate me. There was chaos. Finally got into the operating room and were working to stabilize me. And in that moment, I, it was like something crashed over, fell over from a tray because of the chaos. I was completely unattached, just watching and observing this chaos. And I had a hard time connecting to it that it was even me. And it felt like relief. It felt like release. And I had suddenly this next awareness from being in this operating room, this chaos is them you know putting the tube down the for the intubation which is a huge tube that goes in down and into the trachea and then they use the breathing tube that the whole room started you know to seem like it was getting brighter and i was hovering over myself and this time it was not you know head over head but it was as if i was head to toe and 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 opposite and just looking down not caring and then it suddenly felt as though i was gently floating and as if i was also turning at the same time and then just this gentle carrying of like being swooped or carried up but at the same time it didn't feel like i was moving anywhere i recall like this pinprick of light in the room and the entire room just seemed to be consumed by this light and, and while like having this sensation of floating and where the whole, everything just went white. And that was the last thing that I remember while being in my body. <clears throat> the next thing that I recall was in this white light, it was just the hardest thing to describe because it had feeling and sound and sensation and warmth. It was like angelic singing with no singing, instruments with no instruments, a, a sound and a vibration that just permeated everything. And I have no words. It was a feeling of being like welcomed and comforted, this warmth. It felt like being under a, like a, like water but no when it wasn't liquid it was just this energy all around and it was the most loving feeling I had ever felt like if you can imagine feeling love here on earth and multiply by a million and infinite it was it's unlike anything that I've ever experienced before or even since maybe the closest has been you know with the birth of my children you know, those, right, even even the passing of my parents, like this inexplicable kind of love. I had this awareness of this being, uh, being before me. It, it's just, I didn't have, it didn't have a shape, it didn't have a face, it wasn't a loved one that I was familiar with, but I was aware of a presence. And it was translucent, see-through, um, but just this feeling and before me and in front of me and realizing like, oh, 
what is this? Where am I? What's happening? What's going on? And this feeling of this being in front of me began to take greater shape, I guess, transform. And and, and I don't even want to say transform because it always had this feeling of this being being present with me throughout my entire process. But like through this being and then like another um, larger than life, um, this divine love. And I, I recognized it to be the Blessed Mother and, and, and her image. But I could only see not even the fullness of her entire physique, if you could even imagine that. But the maybe above her head and maybe to where her belly it was so large also translucent and my mane was the face and how soft and loving and welcoming it was like a communication and a knowing without words of of love of being there and but knowing that i wasn't supposed to be i started to see like in her heart center this this bluish flame and as i like tried to focus on this area of, of her heart center, this blue flame that was like ever dancing and it had one that was infused with red. And the, as I was focusing on this area of this red that I began to see like through her and even larger than her, this other, again, translucent silhouette and, and translucent, um, etheric and, but also I, it had form and that to me looked like Jesus, like the, and I, but I knew that it was more than that, is that it was for my mind to comprehend this profound energy, this Christ consciousness, that Christ isn't a title. I mean, isn't, isn't a name, it's a title. It's a, it's a, um, an energy that is bestowed, a recognition of what they carry. And these two, flames would intertwine and dance there were no words spoken and and then through this heart center I could see this like what seemed like an eternity away but yet so close was this white 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 this pure like and even as I as I try to describe it I can hear like this piercing noise and this frequency that is so high-pitched it was so bright and shone through it and it that I, I i i now call the god center of the universe but at the time i did not know what that was i had a feeling and an essence and awareness of it but did not know what to call it uh, because to me in that place i thought this is heaven but what is that other place what is that and that was unfamiliar um i did not want to return i i i i was home i had made it i was done and I had no care, no thought, didn't no, nothing about my human experience whatsoever at that time. It just felt like I'm back, I'm home, I arrived. And there was this feeling of also knowing that I, I couldn't be or shouldn't be. And what I understood was about to occur is this explaining of that it was not my time, but that, that we're all given choice. And that in that moment is when there was like a healing process um, and I, and it's hard for me to really discern which of these really came first because it's, it's, 
it was like a start of a life review, but a lot of trauma that began to come up and, and not desiring to address it or anything that through this was also a healing process. Like being, I, I would call it like begin to this healing temple. And it's not like we would walk. It was the strange thing that everything was had soft edges, was also translucent. Space had purpose, but everything was alive. This energy was alive. This space was alive. It was like with thought and 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 desire of of intention that we would move, but this other like the place would also move. Like it it would arrive while we were also arriving towards it. So it was a this energy in this whole place that it was divinely intelligent, like even the space was alive. So it felt to me like I had achieved a certain like level of understanding and awareness and then being made uh, like given a choice again of like this, your body is viable. Your, your, you, your body is viable and you can still continue your, your mission. Every single one of us is here on a mission and a path to be able to accomplish things for our soul. And I was explained that, that I chose this. I wasn't told to do this, that no one is made to do anything against our will, that part of this process of acclimation and looking was understanding all of the events. And these are all potential. We hope that these pain events don't happen when they do. And that's why we're here, so that hopefully we can have enough soul awareness, knowing universal laws to make different choices. And so I was better prepared for understanding what incarnations are, why we're here and what we're here to do. And so there was a whole process of that still with, there were four different groups of beings, one for healing, one for looking at past, one for preparation, and then a third that facilitated this big cosmic thing. What helped me make the decision to come back is to un is, was shown like an image of our solar system, an image with, of our solar system within our galaxy, our galaxy within a system of a cluster of galaxies. So I was shown this grand scale, then all the way down to the microscopic, that if I did not choose to come into this life, I would remove a thread from this great tapestry that would unravel the whole thing. I couldn't if I wanted to. I, I, I would take time to get back and, and reintegrate into it, and or I could choose to allow and myself continue. So from that place, Having that feeling I can now put into words. That's the feeling that I had, the awareness that I had that had no words. And so when I came back, it was into that place of white. It, the Blessed Mother, you know, I could still see this grand energy behind her, but it was my mom, you know, standing beside her. And the Blessed Mother was holding my daughter that I had just had, had had brought into this world and it was this form of the blessed mother handing my my mother my own daughter and it was like my mom had stepped before me and was handing me my daughter and in that moment from mother to mother to mother to mother it was this 
massive awareness, but it wasn't in that moment. That is when I had the panic set in. Oh my God, I had a baby. Not on the day that my daughter's born. Am I going to leave, leave her motherless child, you know, this child. And then my son also child, a child already two and a half, you know, without his mother. And so it was that massive panic and it felt like a violent ripping away. It wasn't this grand, you know, celestial peace separation where, you know, I, it, it was a panic, a violent separation where it felt like I was running and, and jumped out of my body. Or it's interesting I say that, that I jumped from that place like a 10-story building and into my body. It's like I crash landed into it. And when I, the next awareness that I had is it, I could not move. I, I, I was still intubated. Um, I felt like I was being buried alive. I, I had no mobility. Um, I very, very rarely um, had this vague feeling of somebody cradling my head and then whispering into my ear that it was going to be okay. At the time, I thought it was a nurse, but I now know that it was not, that it was that divine energy saying, going to be okay. I remember just one single tear just falling down the side. And then suddenly that the, the intubation uh, apparatus removed, and then I was settled, and they continued to have the surgery. Um, I did have the surgery, and but I was, you know, in and out, I could feel like some physical sensations uh, through it, but I had a very, very difficult time coming out of that episode. Um, and again, it was, and I don't know if they eventually gave me anesthesia. I really do not know. But again, that this episode was created from the epidural where I was supposed to be awake. So I had a lot of difficulty coming out of this experience, so much so that in the recovery area after the surgery, they called my mom and my mom just took one look at me and saw me and she started to cry and said, what happened? And I couldn't answer her. It just all I could be saying is like, mama, I felt like I was like buried alive. And then it was that feeling. I remember just convulsing and my body trying to I guess reacclimate, come back online, and so that was my that was my near death experience. Mm -hmm.